Okay, so we learned how it is Hashem's infinite light that is the source of everything, and how the um, infinite light of Hashem is beyond creation, and how there was a tzimtzum, there was a contraction, there was a concealment of Hashem's infinite light, and after the tzimtzum, after the entire light that was before the tzimtzum was hidden, a uh, tiny bit of light uh, remains, called the Rishimu, and that from that tiny bit, the Abishter revealed a line, a little, uh, he took from that Nakuda, from that point, he drew a line, which means he caused a uh, revelation from that limited amount of uh, light that was revealed after Tzimtzum, from that, Hashem caused the revelation of all the cre- all creation. That's uh, Rebbe Hashab once said. You think after twenty years of learning Chassidus, you'll know what the Kav really is, what that line really is? It's only for the Charska family. It's only for the Zars family. Meaning the Zars family means meaning the Rebbeim. Only, only the Rebbeim really know what the Kav is. But uh, to, in a very uh, uh, rough analogy, we were learning about how there is the teacher. And how he has his own understanding of the concept. That's like the teacher before. That's like pre tzimtzum And there is a way that the teacher segregates information that the students could understand if they were only explained this. This is relevant to them. They have to still be. Um, uh, this 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 information may be relevant to them, but that information has to be has to be processed in a way that they could relate to it. And that's what the kav is about. Taking from the, the analogy of the math book. Yeah, this this information, this is for level 2 math, level 3, level 8 math, whatever, it doesn't matter. But from this this textbook, which is now what's relevant to students, we have to now explain this whole textbook. That's the um, what the Kav is. It's about, about the revelation from, from that bit of light that's relevant to creation. And where we were going was, we want to bring out the idea of how there is a convergence and how the tzimtzum and revelation work together. The initial tzimtzum, the initial uh, complete uh, concealment of light, is for the purpose of there being the light after the tzimtzum. And revelation uh, is for the purpose of concealment. um, This this idea how concealment and revelation are these two opposing forces coming together, how the tzimtzum is for revelation, is um, it sounds an analogy? It sounds very um, symmetrical, but it's really two different. Oppo- it's two opposing things going on over here. There's one is tzimtzum, one's con- concealment, complete concealment, one's revelation. And the reason why they're so synergistic is only because both the contraction, the concealment, and the subsequent revelation all emanate from the infinite light of Hashem. Because it all comes from the same place. Because there is no real uh, concealment for Hashem, as we will see, discuss today. Therefore, it's, th- therefore, it's possible for them to work together and to um, completely um, uh, work hand in hand to create the world. The, the 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 power of concealment, the power of revelation, aren't although it sounds like very two opposite forces. Yet they are able to work together because they are both sourced in the infinite light of Hashem. And we're going to discuss today why that's true. Why is, does there source in the infinite light of Hashem? Why is that relevant? 
What, what does that mean? Because they come from there, they come, come from the same place. What, what, what exactly does that do? Because their source is infinite light of Hashem, that's why they're able to work together. It's not only because they come from the same place. It's something about the place they come from that transcends concealment and transcends revelation that allows them to come together. How do you spell this name, this source, tangible dot that comes through? The dot is called Rishimu, Rishimu. and the line that is drawn from that dot, yeah. the revelation that comes from that dot is called Kav. Oh, okay. Got the it. line. Okay. Okay. Let's take, for example, the stage where the teacher is thinking about the concept himself and he hasn't yet decided he wants to relate anything to his students. He is just studying himself. At that point, he is fully cognizant of his own understanding of the subject. And there's no discussion about any students. He's just, he's just looking at the, at the concept himself. His intellect, his wisdom is shining. That's what's going on. That's what's illuminating his mind right now. He does not need to make any, contra- any contraction at all. Because this is for him. So too, can we understand the analogy of this in heaven? Before God desired to create the world, there's no reason to have any tzimtzum. When Hashem um, desires to create the world, then there's a purpose of a contraction of Hashem's light. But before there is any, any desire for creation, there's no point of having a tzimtzum. The, the essential light of Hashem shines the way it is. And therefore, whatever we discuss, tzimtzum, or revelation, concealment revelation, about Hashem giving over His light towards creation, both concealment and revelation are equal in vis-a-vis the essence of Hashem's light. Why are they equal? Why are concealment and revelation equal? You cannot say that it was concealment that caused revelation. You can't say it's simsum. Oh, you know why there's revelation? You know why the light is shining after it's simsum? is because there was a concealment first. And you cannot say that that revelation um, is the cause of there being a need to conceal. They're both completely equal. Revelation and concealment are equal. Why are they both equal? How can we say concealment and revelation are equal? How can we say they're the same thing? They're opposites. He explains. For Hashem, the power to conceal, the power to hide, for Him, that's revelation. Let's look at the teacher for a second. The teacher's ability to hide the information in the analogy, the teacher's ability to completely... to, to um, to completely um, uh, uh, hide all of his information that he has in his mind in this analogy isn't really a concealment for him. He, for, for him, this is totally transparent. It's not really a concealment. The tzimtzum, the concealment, isn't a concealment. As we learned a few weeks ago, the analogy of, the, of a yamulka, that you can't use your hand as a yamulka. 
Why can't you use your hand as a yarmulke? Because your hand is a part of you. The, um, the tzimtzum is analogous to the shell of a snail or a turtle, where the, the shell comes from the body of the, sh- uh, uh, of the snail or the turtle itself. So to the tzimtzum, the concealment, of, uh, Hashem's concealing his light, that he's creating the concealment. And since he's creating the concealment, so it's not a real concealment. And the revelation after the tzimtzum, is that a real revelation? Compared to Hashem's infinite light before the tzimtzum, is that, is that called a revelation? It's not called a revelation. That's insignificant. That's infinitesimal compared to Hashem's true uh, infinity. That's not a revelation. That's a concealment. So tzimtzum, concealment, isn't really a concealment for him. And revelation of this little bit of light post-tzimtzum, that's not a real revelation. That's the meaning of the passage before him, darkness is like light. They're equal. For Hashem, um, this, in, this light of Hashem that shines after Tzimtzum is, 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 a real, is really darkness. It's like nothing. And even the darkness of the Tzimtzum is not dark for him. The darkness of the Tzimtzum is not called darkness, not called a concealment vis-a-vis Hashem, the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem's light. The revelation post Simpson is not called revelation for Hashem. As it says that the Zohar comments about the um, revelation after the Simpson, although it's a beautiful light, it's a pure light, but compared to Hashem, the cause of all causes, this great, wonderful light is called darkness. It's nothing, it's insignificant. So because from the perspective of the essence of Hashem's light, tzimtzum isn't really a concealment. And revelation is not a real revelation, it's insignificant. It's, it's, compared, it's considered darkness compared to His infinite light. Therefore, from the essence of Hashem's light, which is beyond concealment and revelation, that's why from the essence of Hashem's light, there is this ability to connect concealment and revelation. The reason why this whole process is possible, that the tzimtzum causes revelation, as we learned yesterday, that there's many stages of this. There's a concealment of the tzimtzum, which causes the ability to locate the rishimu, to locate the little bit of light. Then there's another, the rishimu itself is a state of concealment. And from this rishimu, there is the kav. And then the kav itself is beyond the uh, world of Atsilus. And it has to be, again, the contraction to Chachmah. So there's, there's this concealment, revelation, con- revelation, concealment. It goes, back, it goes again and again. How is this... Um, uh, w- 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 how does it all turn into Plato? H- how does concealment become revelation, revelation become, become concealment? Where does it come from? It, the reason why this is possible is because because before Hashem, light is like dark, they're all equal to Him. So since, in comparison to Hashem's light, they're all equal, that's why it's possible for all of this, this, this in, um, um, the, the concealment to incorporate revelation, revelation to incorporate concealment, because they aren't really, the lines aren't as hard as fast as they seem. They, they come from a place where they're equal, and therefore they also shed their borders and, and can connect to each other. And this is the reason 
why the letters Yud and Hey of Hashem's name can unite and can incorporate each other. That the Yud, which is concealment, Chachma, yet from the Yud there is revelation in Bina. From Yud comes a Hey. How can a Hey come out of a Yud? Yud is about concealment. Hey is about revelation. From the hay can come concealment. As we learned earlier, that when um, things are still nebulous in your, in, your, in your own understanding of an idea, and you have this initial flash of understanding, flash of insight, and this flash of insight is then later developed a little bit, and you have now some kind of logical um, summary of, of what this concept is about, you're now able to take this and, and look at the details of it. You're able to go from its, the way it is in summary and to develop it and to go into all the details. You can go from a yud, from your summary, into a hay. You could also go from your hay, from your, your understanding, remember the Kudus Atamsis? After you've, anal- you've, you've gone through all the details and you're, you're, in, you're in detail land, you're into all different details, you're able now to go back to the core of the idea You'll be able to go back to the essence of the idea and, 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 and look at the, um, at the initial um, flash of understanding through the prism of all the details that you've discovered. You're able to go from your Bina back into your Chachma. You're able to go from Chachma to Bina. Well, th- that's what the Book of Formation means when it says understand with wisdom and use your um, analyzation in your discovery and use your power of discovery in your, in your understanding. Which means... Use your power to analyze from your discovery. Take your discovery and analyze it. And go back from your analyzation and go back to that initial stage of discovery and look at the core of what, the, what, of what propelled you to go into all these details. So why is it possible to go back and forth like that? The reason it's possible is because they incorporate each other. And why do they incorporate each other? Because they come from the essence of Hashem. And what is essence? And the essence of Hashem is beyond concealment, beyond your revelation. Hashem is... Hashem's essence isn't more related to concealment or to revelation. He's beyond both. This is the meaning of the, what it says in the book of formation. In the uh, book of formation, use your understanding and discovery. Use your discovery in, in your understanding. Use your chachma in your bina. Use your bina in your chachma. How is that possible? It's all because it, there's no clear, hard and fast lines between them. Because again, they come from the essence of Hashem, was beyond both, and therefore the lines aren't as hard as fast. Hard and fast. The reason why there's such a synergistic union of Chachma and Bina, this is because in Hashem's name, Yukivavke, there is a revelation of the essence of Hashem's light. Which is beyond the spiritual cosmos. And it's beyond revelation, it's beyond concealment. And that's why it's possible for these two levels of concealment and revelation to come together because in these two levels there is a revelation of what's higher than them both. <coughs> it's higher than <coughs> concealment, i.e., the power of discovery, and it's higher than revelation, i.e., the power of analyzation. Kitzer, in short, we learn today is like this. In the essence of Hashem's light, concealment and revelation are the same. 
And that's why they're able to connect to each other. Chachma and Bina can become one because the essence of Hashem's light shines in them. When the essence of Hashem's light shines in them, so then they shed their borders and they are able to uh, connect. So where we're going is, is that uh, we need to shed our borders too. We have to realize that where we come from. And uh, not be so, uh, where a Jew is a part of Hashem's name, Yuki Vavke. And since in Yuki Vavke, there is a revelation of Erinsof. So we are also gifted with this ability of, uh, of letting go. And uh, not just letting go, but our greatest um, vice is our, uh, is our discord. And our greatest virtue is when we can connect to each other and, uh, and, and, and see each other's virtue. And, and work, as we learned earlier in the Mimer about... Um, you discuss matters in the service of Hashem with another person, how much insight and how much um, power there is in that, in that, in that connection. And it's, um, it's silly to just stay in your own parameters and not, uh, and, and, and not be who you really are, which is, well, you're a Jew, you're part of Hashem. And a part of Hashem, what does holiness mean? The, the um, litmus test of something is holy or not is can it connect with something else? So you know your, your whole service of Hashem, you know that it's, you know how to, how to classify it. Is it grade A or grade B? Depends on your ability to uh, connect with others and to be in touch with others. I just want to mention one more point. Um, it sounds like the, the Hashem has this infinite light that is just there by itself. And it was discussed yesterday, it's not there by itself. Unlike by the teacher, where the teachers, before he's giving information to a student, he has his own insight. Um, the, the, the cannot be said about Hashem that there is Hashem's light, that there is Hashem and His light is there originally. In, in, the, in the beginning of before this creation, there's Hashem and Hashem's infinite light. That light is also there by Hashem's desire. But it's not called um, something which is... Um, relevant to the desire for creation. Although it is something Hashem wanted to exist, but it's not at all something that's, that's in the realm of creation. It's his desire to reveal himself. All, of Hashem's, all that Hashem does is for the sake of the Jewish people, including this desire to reveal himself. So inevitably, this, um, there is something that uh, this, the, this revelation has to do with with the destiny of Jewish people and destiny of creation. However, um, this is not at all in the realm of, of creation. It is Hashem's desire to reveal himself. It's not his desire to lay information to a student. It's his desire to reveal himself. And there must be a symptom for that to happen too. There cannot be a revelation without symptom. If Hashem wants to take something of the essence of him and now cause revelation, that, that, that's a very big symptom. But it's not called a symptom. The reason why it's not called a symptom that we give the analogy once of a, of a boy. A little boy wants a candy. He cries. A little boy wants to see mommy. He cries. A little boy wants whatever he wants. He cries. Why does he cry? Because it doesn't matter what he wants. He wants. He feels, I want. And it's not the thing that he wants that motivates his tears. It's just that I want and I can't get what I want. So in a similar way, before the symptom. It, we don't talk about tzimtzumim before tzimtzum, although there are many tzimtzumim before what we call tzimtzum, because all of the 
the reality prior to the tzimtzum, which is the true reality, is that there's nothing besides Hashem. And since it's, it's in, that, in that zone, before the tzimtzum, there's, no, there, there's, a, there's nothing other than Him, it's not just, not, just, not, not just there's a world that knows nothing other than Him. There is nothing other than Him. Therefore, all these different um, levels before the tzimtzum aren't really, um, aren't really levels. Just like we're talking about after the tzimtzum, that, we could t- that revelation turns into concealment, concealment turns into revelation. So that's how things are, even when things seem hard and fast. How much more so before the tzimtzum, when there isn't a, uh, a strong concealment of godliness, so there isn't, it's like the child, it's all the same, it doesn't matter what it is, it's, it's, all, it's all him. Um, Alright, great day Joseph, great day David, great day Beryl, great day Blake. Thank you. Shkoyach. I was working with Zev Ravna and he didn't 